frank, I just installed a TPM chip into my computer. Oh, welcome to what, 2010? When did those things come out? You know, actually, I'm trying to act all smart here, but I had no idea what TPM chips were up until just a few years ago. Yeah, I, uh, my good friend Scott Hanselman ding, uh, sent me a TPM chip because I'm on my work computer and I need, and I need the bit locker stuff on this external drive, blah, 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 blah. And I, I just wanted to have my, this TPM and it will allow me to, to upgrade to windows 11 if I need to, uh, now that I got my TPM chip, but I, I'm not going to, I think I'm going to rebuild a new computer at some point, Ooh. but I was like, Scott just has a TPM sitting around. So I was like, I'll do a little upgrade. And I opened up my case. Boy, was it dusty first and foremost. And I love this motherboard. I love this case. So I probably reuse this case. It's very modular. It's very nice. My buddy Jesse gave it to me. And uh, I, you know, I didn't want to remove anything. And I'm like down there with my flashlight and I'm digging around and I'm like looking. I'm like, where's the TPM? Where's the TPM? And the TPM chip is like, it's honestly, it's, it's like so tiny. It's like the tiniest, it's like a quarter, you know? And I got these big, I got these big, you know, claws. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to like take the little chip and I'm trying to like get it into the eight prongs that are in there and I'm doing the thing and I'm just like trying to jam it into the prongs and that's not working. So then I take out every PCI card and I do all the, and then I plop it in there and then I'm like TPM install. Now I don't know what I'm doing with that TPM, but Frank, I got a TPM 2.0. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. I am so lost for words here. Can we rewind a little bit? So physically, what does this TPM chip look like? It it looks like a, it, you know what it looks like? It looks like a <laughs> tiny uh, IoT device that's literally <laughs> one inch tall by half an inch wide. Okay. And now where do you physically have to put this device? Uh, into the motherboard directly there's holes for it and your holes weren't filled is that what you're saying there were so i think it's i think it's 11 pin and so there's 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 you know it's six pins wide but one of them is missing so you know where to put it in so it's 11 pins total and you there's little pins that stick out kind of like where sorry is this a pci slot or is it like a custom thing it's a custom thing so it's just like a pin you know where you put in like all of the when you're building on your motherboard and you have just like here's a bunch of pins and you put yeah. like the reset button and the power button Ugh. and all those things Ugh. it's like they're that. always right next to each other and they're yes. really tiny yes. and for some reason they keep putting them in the middle of the headers so like if you're like me and don't bother with cases for computers you're always trying to find the right tiny little pins to uh turn these machines on and off yes uh, just a little complaint anyway so okay so it looks like headers. It looks like pins sticking up mm-hmm. and you're going to jam this thing into the pins. I mean, that was my idea, at least, was just to just put it in there and and um, All right. do it. And I did it. I mean, I had the computer turned off. I turned off the power. I I actually have my I have my desktop machine on like a little wheelie thing, like a little wheelie mm-hmm. cart. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to unplug every cable. So I just kind of like tilt it on its side and it's. It's it's being supported by the wheelie cart. It's not good at all in any case, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, I uh, you you grounded yourself. No. You unplugged the power supply. No, 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 no. I turned I, I turned the power bo- the button off on the back. 
of the power supply. Mm. I'm not I'm not a big fan of grounding myself or mm. you know, really caring about static electricity at all. Remember when I was opening up my 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 television recently and replacing stuff and you're like, make sure you ground yourself. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? It's just, yeah. And I literally I opened up, you're gonna hate me. I opened up my TV and I laid it on carpet. Like a uh, shag yeah. rug. Okay. I honestly, okay. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But I'll be honest. I have an apartment. I do a lot of electronics on a rug, so I can't talk. But at least I try to ground myself before I do it or anything. And everyone, I hope you understand. He's talking about an LCD, right? Please don't do that with cathode ray tubes. That High plasma. Plasma. Oh, no. You did that with a plasma? Yeah, it works fine. It's around. Okay. No? Great. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching those uh, DIY videos on YouTube where it's like how to convert your old monitor into a a, a smart mirror. And mm. I think I want to make a smart mirror part of my DIY challenges to myself. Do it. I like that. I, I've always thought about that, but I was like, where am I going to put this? I guess. In yeah, the bathroom. I know. But the one um, monitor that I don't have a use for is a little bit small. So I might as well just turn it into a little mirror thing i think it'd be uh, fun i've always wanted to tear apart a monitor i love opening things up uh that's my that's my new favorite thing so we're talking about like kind of <laughs> upgrading some machines we talked about you know before just like if we're gonna do new machines or not machines or upgrade machines i'm a big fan of opening things up i'm a i'm a believer i'm like the i fix it i'm a believer that you should be able to get in there and tinker around now if you mess it up if you mess it up, Frank, that's your fault. That's your bad. You yeah. don't you don't get a yeah. warranty. You open it up, your warranty's gone. But I'm a believer <laughs> in that you should uh, open things up. You know who's not a believer of that you should open things up? Oh, ooh, calling someone out. Who are you calling out? Every company ever. Um, oh, that <laughs> trick. You got me. You got me. <laughs> it changed. Remember when there was a time that you know you could just open up anything, laptops televisions, te you know, cell yeah, phones. But did you? No one did. You didn't I, want to. I, I want to. Video mm -hmm. game consoles. I guess you had to get like a special <laughs> screwdriver, you know, the tri-tip. Uh, yeah. Just uh, back in the day, back in my day, back in my, back in my day, Frank, people could get in there. there there's a bill. There isn't there a law on books about like being able I to like think have people. Europe has one. Mm. America, I think, is a little more wild, wild west. I'm sure we have some levels of consumer protections, but for the most part, yeah. Um, but I mean, like, let's say you cracked open your iPhone. You do not have the tools to do any significant repair on there. The no. best you can do is replacement of components. And as things become more unified components, then repair becomes harder. Repair is easy when things are all isolated components, but things are getting smaller and more integrated, and that's what's making repair harder. So it's not just nefarious companies. It's just a direction technology always goes. Did you ever, growing up, just uh, open up stuff and tinker around and anything like that? Well, Story time? This is psychology. Um, I had an older brother, and my older brother absolutely took apart all my toys and couldn't put them back together again. And so it was always a small half-life, how long my toys would last in the house. 
And so I was around a tinkerer dad and a tinkerer brother. I refused to tinker myself in the early days because I was so angry about all my toys getting broken. But eventually I grew up and became a tinkerer too. <laughs> well, you're not, you know, you're, you're literally an electrical engineer. It's like, honestly, the things that you do, the IOT devices, the robotics, that is all about tinkering. Yeah, yeah, that's getting into the the weeds for sure. I like PCs because it's a little bit higher level. You know, I don't have to use my electrical engineering degree. I'm still using the knowledge I gained when I was 16 years old and built my first computer. I, I still like that because that's more about component matching, selection, mm. deciding how you want to budget things. Do I want to put more money toward the GPU or the CPU? Both. Do I actually want RAM? Oh, gosh, why are hard drives so expensive right now? Oh, shoot, I forgot to buy a fan. I just did that recently, James. All my professional computer building experience, and literally some of it was professional. I used to do part sourcing and all that. Uh, I forgot to order the CPU fan. Complete newbie mistake. I was so embarrassed. Are you going to go fan fan or are you going to go liquid cool? Oh, no, just fan fan. I'm not into the overdriving machines lifestyle. I'm into machines that are simple and that work. But more power to you if you're into that. Let me tell you. Okay, so when I was in back in back in my day, Frank Krueger, uh, when I was in college, uh, which I guess wasn't that long ago, I guess I'm 15 years ago, 15 years ago, Frank. <laughs> I guess that's Story half, time. half my life ago. Uh, and 15 years ago, 16 years ago, I was in college. My roommate, you know, went to video game school and uh, I had a Dell. I just, my parents got me a Dell or we went, went half season. I don't know. It was like my college gift or whatever. And I just had a, a Dell, you know, and you, you can't get in there. You can't tinker on things. But my roommate was building a computer and he's like, I'm going to liquid cool it because he was playing World of Warcraft and overclocking and all this stuff. But when he liquid cooled it back in 2005, he had, you know, like he put like this container of like liquid in like where your, you know, <laughs> Blu-ray or DVD drive would go. And he would have to like refill it because like it would like go down. It, it's not water. It's like goo or whatever. Right. But he had like liquid in there is because cr- it's, it's they're old school liquid <laughs> cooling. It's it's coolant. The coolant. liquid is called coolant. We use it because it has a very interesting um, specific heat. Um, that's weird. It should not be evaporating off like that. I mean, there is technically an evaporator and a condenser in that system, but, um, it shouldn't be going, it should be a slightly more closed system, not quite such an open system. So that makes me a little bit nervous. I I don't know what kind of was it. It freaked me out. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Now I, I have, I have put a liquid cooling uh, device on mine. I have yeah. like the newer ones and they're fantastic. They're so quiet and no heat. Uh, it's the, new, the way to go. Yeah. The new ones are absolutely fantastic, especially compared to those original ones or the custom jobs people were doing. Um, I just, I, I don't know, like it only gets hot in Seattle, like one week out of the year. So I just haven't felt the need to put any extreme cooling on any of my okay. computers. Yeah, that's a part where I'm not like the fancy computer builder in that I I did used to overclock my computers, but I got tired of that because it's a it's a long rabbit hole. You can continue down because then you're overclocking your RAM then you're overclocking the front side bus. It's just all bad stuff. So (laughs) I got out of that biz. Uh, What I try to do is pick 
good components that are maxing out the motherboard. So yeah. if the motherboard is maximally capable of what, I don't even know, what is the what is the memory speed these days? Five gigahertz, if only. Let's pretend it's five gigahertz. Uh, I would make sure that I got like five gigahertz RAM because we're programmers. We know what's slow. You know what's slow? Reading and writing memory. That's slow. So the faster you get your memory, the faster that computer is going to be. You could have the fastest CPU in the world, but if you have slow memory, nothing's going to work. You need fast memory. You need fast um, disks, you know, like like spinning spinning and non-spinning disks. And preferably, I'm really into the PCI hard drives now. Yeah, those are cool. So all the motherboards are also coming with those M.2 sockets. And in the past, you would put a SATA drive on there. Nowadays, you put NVMe drives yes. on there. Mm-hmm. So I am into those. But as um, as additional storage, absolutely put it onto your uh, PCI bus. But first, I would look to that M2 connector on a modern motherboard. What do you get? You get an AMD, Intel. What'd you go with? Rocket Lake? I went with Intel uh, I used to be an AMD person mm-hmm. until I started doing neural networks and software do- isn't compatible on anything because things. So I, I was forcing, constraining myself to an Intel processor with an NVIDIA video card just because I wanted to use this machine for neural networks. But uh, so this is a long story. I had to go and review all of my Intel core product SKU numbers James, off the top of your head, right now, say it. First thought, what generation core are we at? 11th. Ah, you knew that one. All right, James. Uh, What is the difference between Gen 11 and Gen 10? Uh, Negligible difference. Oh, maybe one is a 7 nanometer Oh, actually, I don't know the process. No, no, so you no. might be right there. The one that I know is uh, the L2 cache got bigger, oh. which is a good thing. Going back to memory makes computers slow. The bigger you make your cache is, the faster, hopefully, the computer can run, depending on how all the cores collide when they try to read and write that same memory. But um, I went with a 10th generation Core i5. I went with the top of the line i5, which off the top of my head, I forget what it's called, but maybe let's call it like a 6400K. The K means faster. Uh, you can get some of those things without with an F, which means without video. But I went with 10th generation. And this is the pathetic part because it was on Prime now and I could get it overnight. And the 11th generation, I would have had to wait a few days. <laughs> An i5. Interesting. I'm for, yeah. So I have a 6700K, so sixth gen, um, which K is is the top, basically. You know, 77 is like the top that you can get, I think. I think they have i9s now, too, technically, too. They do, yeah. yeah. So the difference I found was the i5s were six core. The i7s were, oof, I don't. Don't put me on eight or 10. <laughs> and then I have no idea what the I9s are. A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's a, I mean, it's, a, it's a pretty big price difference too. So, I mean. Yeah, I was just looking at what I need uh, for neural networks. I actually don't need too much out of the CPU. Uh, six cores is plenty. More cores isn't going to help because I'm doing all the work on the GPU. The CPU just has to keep feeding the GPU as much memory as it can, as fast as it can i5 10 10 10 600k is that what you got 
Yeah, I thought there was something after the six, but sure. Top of the line, tenth generation i five. Nice i five. Yeah, got it. So then uh, you get into motherboards, and of course, Intel changed the pinout on the CPUs yet again. So we're on to LGA what like twelve hundred or something. There's like eight billion pins on these processors these days. Uh, so I had to get a new motherboard. I was trying to reuse parts from, you know, previous computers <laughs> and all that, but nope, nope. Intel insists on changing everything. Uh, has AMD, have you been looking at AMD? Have they been more stable on the pin counts or have you had to get new motherboards? Uh, well, I currently have an Intel on everything. However, okay. if I do rebuild, I am thinking about going all in on AMD. John Dick, uh, he went all in on AMD a year and a half ago and he was very, very happy uh, with the result of it. Um, but I think the pin count, I don't know. I don't, I think they're yeah. a little bit more compatible, but I do know that my motherboard only supports sixth and seventh gen and that's it. So if I yeah. wanted to upgrade, you have like the, the previous, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have the previous one. So if I wanted to upgrade, I can't even go to eighth or ninth gen because of that, uh, because of the, the, the pin. And I'm even, I'm a little bit scared of even just replacing cpus like i always thought that if you wanted to upgrade your cpu you got to get a whole new motherboard but that is incorrect from my understanding you can just rip out the cpu and put it in and put the goo on there and you're done but i i you know i i just haven't built a computer in a long in a while now i guess it's been seven years so while we're doing story time, then I can tell a story from the past. Okay. Uh, our family, one of our family's like second big computers we bought was a 486 SX33. The SX meant that it couldn't do floating point math. <laughs> DX could do floating point math. But it was coming out at a time when Pentium was on the horizon, but Intel hadn't released a Pentium yet. And so it had a little... Um, math processor update hole <laughs> in it it was really just a second cpu slot and when you got around to getting a math processor slash a pentium in the future you were able to just drop that chip onto this motherboard so not only you weren't replacing your chip you were putting it there in addition so for a long time i was rocking a pentium computer that also had a 486 chip on it so this has always been there's absolutely no reason to change the pinout unless like the buses change or something really fundamental changes i really think uh it's spite that intel keeps changing the pinout <laughs> i you know i'm assuming like amd does it as well so i don't think it's your i don't think yeah. it's just them i mean, I mean it's, it's a game right it's at some point you you know the sockets they want you to 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 buy new stuff right yeah so but the good news was i had to go buy a motherboard now we all have our where do you spend money where don't you spend money on computers mm. i do not spend money on the motherboard mm. i want the bottom of the basement motherboard as long as it meets all the minimum specs that i want because the way i see it is everyone's just buying chips and putting them on a cutesy layout and as long as that QC layout works, I'm fine. I don't need any fancy features from a motherboard. I'm sure there's a bunch of overclockers screaming at me or something about BIOSes and things like that. But overall, I do not care. I get the cheapest one that I can get that doesn't have the worst reviews possible. Yeah, and it has to meet your requirements. So it has to be able to accept so many gigs of RAM. And I'm assuming is going to need to support 
however many PCIe uh, you know ports that you need. Yeah, that used to be a big deal in the past for me. I was trying to put multiple GPUs into mm-hmm. a machine, but I kind of learned my lesson. Like yeah, the software is just not very good. So you unfortunately kind of, if I want to do multiple GPU stuff, I kind of need multiple motherboards. (laughs) That's the lesson I learned, unfortunately. Uh, But otherwise, um, what's the next big one on your list? Are you looking for anything? You mentioned speed, RAM size. Oh, I went with, this is a first time for me. I got an HDMI port on my motherboard. Welcome to 2000, Frank. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you're going to have a graphics card in there, right? So... (laughs) uh yeah exactly i i am curious i don't really want the graphics card to be doing graphics though that's kind of funny oh interesting you just want <laughs> so to i'm hoping I, yeah i'm curious if i can get the operating system to do it but it's linux so who knows right <laughs> who knows if you can get anything to work <laughs> that's accurate um you know, well i think that the 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 thing that i look at next surprisingly and, and sometimes at the beginning as I'm putting this list together is I look at the power supply unit. I'm not going to lie about it. I think that the power supply unit is an underrated asset in your rig. I agree with you hundred percent. Sorry for interrupting there. I I just wanted to be a hundred percent on that because the only reason I haven't brought it up is because I'm lucky and I had like three nice power supplies just laying around because of past projects and they're wonderful. I got a good deal one day on these um, one kilowatt ones with all the like fancy plug-in things so that you only have to put the minimum amount of wires into the Mm. computer as possible i learned the only way to keep a clean case is to just minimize all the wires also pro tip to anyone out there after you've built your computer and you have too many wires just cut off the ones that you don't need just get scissors and just your (laughs) wire cutters would be better and just cut them off it's more important that your case be clean on the inside (laughs) than that you worry about like upgrading in 20 years which you'll never do and anyway wires are cheap so don't worry about it the uh i'm a big fan of seasonic that's what i that's what i have i always like to get you know one of the 80 plus golds it doesn't need to be titanium or whatever but i agree i try to I look at it at 850 or, or one kilowatt, even if I'm not going to use it because graphics cards are always using more, more, more and more. And if you do ever upgrade stuff, you're probably going to update your graphics card. And that's the thing that's going to use a lot of power. Now, that being said, the modular is what I'm a big fan of. Um, and I think that's what you're talking about. Those are the ones that you that you plug in place. So they give you a bunch of cords and you just plug them in only the ones you need. And that's how you get a clean case comparing to have to cut wires. Now, that being said, don't be a dummy like me and <laughs> misplace all of those wires because it's actually quite hard to find some of those wires later on. I had to buy one for, I was putting in something uh, and I needed to find a cord and my power supply is very old. So I needed to go on eBay and it was like $14 for a stupid cable. So, <laughs> um, Well, m- make sure you text me next time because I have a whole box of them because <laughs> all these power supplies came with them, but each computer I build needs only like two or three of them. Yeah. So, I, and, but I don't want to get rid of them because they're such nice connectors and I almost want to start using them for my robotics that they're so nice. These like big Molex connectors. Yeah. Uh, so let me know next time that happens to you, James. Yeah. Don't go cheap on the power supply unit because I'm looking here, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, the difference is, you know, it's a little bit more for those modulars. 
for some of them based yeah. on the power wattage you need, but you will not be disappointed by getting a modular power supply. That that to me was the game changer, was the modular power supply. The first time I built one, full modular. You got to go full modular. Don't go semi-modular, <laughs> non-modular. That's a bunch of BS. You want to go all in 100%. The first time I built a PC with a modular um, power supply unit, game changer, just for what you're yeah. saying, because you give yourself so much breathing room inside your case and you get to organize those cables. You can thread them through different areas and you're good to go. And we didn't even talk about the case. Um, I know that you're a crazy miner that doesn't even use cases and everything's free and wild in the world, but you got to get a nice computing. Case. Free range computing. There you go. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, let, I let the electrons out into the wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, but the good news is like, good cases are cheap now. Yeah. I remember back in the day, like we had cheap cases, but they seemed cheap. Like, yes. <laughs> they felt cheap. <laughs> Nowadays you can, gosh, for 50 or hundred dollars, you can get a really nice case. So mm. that's the part where you definitely want to splurge. The problem is it's more of just a Amazon or new egg rabbit hole of just, you know, looking at every case design on the planet. There are so many. I like, uh, the company I used before and I, I Think, yeah, I think they still have some nice ones called Lian Li, L-I-A-N space L-I. They have some really nice sleek ones that, you know, I'm not a big, I don't need lights and colors and see-through mirrors on stuff, um, but they have some nice cases that are still in the $100 range. And, and you're right, back in the day, some of the cases that we would spend money on were like $250, $300, because you're like, I just want a nice looking case, not a piece of garbage, which <laughs> I've, I've had many uh, a piece of garbage cases and they don't last multiple PCs. Like I think if I built a new PC, I would use the same exact case because it would fit so well. I I loved cases and I loved all the crazy cases of the late 90s and early 2000s. Like I had one that when you turn the computer on, a mechanical door would open and close. It lasted for like one month before all the motors broke, but it was great for that one month. <laughs> Uh, one place where I cheaped out a tiny bit, uh, which I would regret if this was my main machine, but this is not my main machine. The new motherboards are including USB-C with some PD, that power delivery standard. Mm. So my motherboard, because all this stuff is just running on the Intel chip, you know, none of this is actually on the motherboard, um, but it has USB 3.2 but it does not have a physical USB-C connector. Mm. So like I can probably buy some like thingamabobs or something to do that. But um, it didn't come with it like, you know, sticking out of the back. And some of them do. But that's when you start to get into the $200 motherboards and the $300. God forbid. <laughs> yeah, you know, I that's the one thing that I think is at least nice on the current set is at least I have USB 3 everywhere. However, I really would like USB-C on more just outputs because it is more of a standard mm -hmm. now. That is, the, that is a tricky part on the motherboards and the cases because, you know, my case on top has some connectors that are there too. I also would say this, when you're picking on a motherboard though, even though Frank likes to get the cheapest one, don't skimp on USB ports because you don't want to have to have too many <laughs> external. I mean, you can add on a bunch of, you know, splitters and stuff, but you might overload. I'm a big fan of trying to not have any extender devices, you know, the splitters that like split one USB into 18. I I'm, I'm a fan of give me more like dedicated, fully powered USB 
lanes on my motherboard and let me deal with it that way. I think you don't want to skimp on that. That's my, my opinion. Uh, yeah. in general, you know, it's funny that like, if I was built, uh, my, my computer is indeed free range. It is caseless. But if I was doing a cased computer as my main machine, you know why you have a desktop computer? for ports i would go and buy all those pci usb things Mm. those are not taking up any um of your cpu because they have their own little chips on them Mm -hmm. they're just running on the pci lane so you know they're not they're not eating away any resources and i would fill up every pci slot (laughs) (laughs) usb c cards because they're just going to be useful especially if you get ones with uh power delivery I'm a weirdo. I have, um, maybe I'm not a weirdo, but I do have a, I have a, uh, PIA PCIe Wi-Fi card in my desktop, even though it is wired. No, you should. Okay. You should. Okay. Good. Frank agrees. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Like uh, Wi-Fi is just good for location stuff and other things that don't come with an ethernet connection. Mm-hmm. Even when I have ethernet connections, I like to have a Wi-Fi card just for other things. And it's always also for that very first moment. So I put together this computer and I boot it up. It's great. I even get Windows on it. Got Windows all happy. Uh, I'm sorry. I am going to do a Linux computer, but I'm going to do a dual boot. So it's a Windows machine and a Linux machine. So I get Windows on it. It's all happy. And it's like, hey, I don't have any Ethernet drivers or anything. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's weird. And I could not figure out it was a little bit of that chicken and egg thing where you're like, well, how do I get stuff on here? And I'm like, oh, right. You used USB dongles. And I'm like, well, that's old fashioned. I don't want to do that. And then I went to the internet website to go do that. And I couldn't figure out which driver I wanted or which which one I needed because Intel names everything with the same bland name. So I couldn't figure out which uh, driver I needed. So I'm like, oh boy, guess what I did? I went over to my old computer, grabbed a Wi-Fi card out of it, shoved that into this computer. Windows had a driver for that one. <laughs> so the Wi-Fi connected. I got my all my real drivers because uh, Windows can look up drivers nowadays. That's kind of a nice feature. And once I got that ball rolling, everything was going. So it's kind of funny. I do keep that one PCI card around just because I know Windows has a driver for it and everything magically works with it. Yeah, I've, I I definitely even have a like a random USB Wi-Fi dongle. There's like from back in the day, it's like, you know, garbage at this point. It's like it's like Wi-Fi B or something like that. Yeah, like BG. But just in case, because you never know when. The, yeah, your drivers aren't going to work and you're like, oh, I just need to plug this thing in. It's like, oh, cool. Now you have Wi-Fi. Like This is amazing. Or honestly, sometimes I use it because I sometimes Internet goes out and I need to tether. I need to tether my phone. I need to be online. And that's the only way I need that Wi-Fi. That's also the other important part. Yeah. And pro tip out there, there are websites that list um, which, which <laughs> I, I keep on to call them WAN cards, W-A-N, because it's what the box always says, right? Wi-Fi card. Let's call it a Wi-Fi card. Um, they list which chips Windows has drivers built in for. And so when you're shopping for one of these, just make sure you get one of those ones. And you'll know that even if the machine is completely blank, you can jam it into the USB port and still get Wi-Fi. Mm. So just a fun little pro tip. I can't believe we're at 31 minutes and I haven't gotten to the part that I really want to talk about. The GPU, James. Oh, the GPU. The GPU. I've heard of those. The graphical processing units. 
you need it to draw the rectangles and the texture maps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's correct. That's accurate. That's exactly. That's all they do. That's all they're good for. <laughs> um, it occurred to me that I got into neural networks. I think somewhere around like 2017, maybe even 16. I'll have to look it up sometime. And during that entire time, I've been using the same GPU, <laughs> which is kind of silly because GPUs have advanced quite a bit since then. Uh, I'm using a GTX 1070. And it's great, but I'm a little bit tired of it. The thing that I know is newer video ones are faster. That's great. But even more importantly, newer ones have more memory on mm. them. And what I really want is some memory. So I thought, I, you know, I don't need the latest and greatest, James. I'm patient. I'm patient. And I know that, like, all the newest GTX video cards are really hard to get especially because I really wanted them when they first came out and they were just all sold out. You just could not get any of the uh, 3000 series of GTX cards. And so I thought to myself, I'm like, huh, I wonder if that means that the 2000 series is cheap again. What do you think, James? The 2000 series, are they cheap now? No, they're all expensive. They're all expensive. <laughs> It's the worst. <laughs> I was so upset. I thought for sure with like the 3000s being unavailable that I'd be able to get some cheap 2000s. But no, it's just not the case. And what I mean is a 2080 Ti, which is kind of the next logical upgrade from my video card. It's still going for like $1,200. About. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Too yeah. much. Too much. Especially for, what, a three-year-old card at this point? I mean, it's top of the line. It's top of the line three years ago, but $1,200 is ridiculous. Yeah. But James, we have not entered ridiculous. Because let me tell you what video card I want. <laughs> I want the GTX 3090. Why do I want the 3090? Can you guess? Uh, does it have a dedicated TPU on it? Oh, all of these technically do, but whatever. That's just marketing. I don't know. It's faster or whatever. Uh, it's the RAM. It has 24 gigabytes mm. of memory on it. 24. That's Mine a lot only of has jigs. eight. I know. I've, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, like, even big video games not too many years ago could have fit in 24 gigabytes. Like, you could fit the entire video game into the memory of this video card. And I think that's kind of wonderful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So how much would you pay for these 24 gigabytes, James? $2,500. Wow, you're actually... So, no, you are incorrect. Okay. But you did, you did very well. By prices Right rules, you did excellent. Because the average is more around 3000 But there are some available for 2700 That's wow, too much. I, I had to slow my words down there for a minute because I couldn't believe I was saying $2,700 for a video card. And I had to check myself. Yes, $2,700. So, so what video card do you get for your computer? Uh, I think you just put your 1070 back in or whatever and call it a day. <laughs> I'm going to be using that card until I die. I'm going to be 90 years old in bed. I'm like, well, would someone hand me my t GTX 1070? I need to play my I, World of my, Warcraft. My, I literally have a GTX 980, and that has gone from computer to computer, like my friend's computer to my other computer to this new computer. It just, it just, you just, you know, you can't get rid well, of yeah. it. It's a solid because, rig. Because the video card is fine. 
I really don't understand why gamers are spending $3,000 for a video card. It's incomprehensible to me. The only reason I'm considering it is because I know that neural networks, if like I want to use a, a cloud solution, roughly cost me about $100 a day mm. to use. Mm-hmm. So in 30 days of neural network work, um, the card would pay for itself. So the real question is, um, uh, if I could sign in blood with the devil or whether they're going to require some kind of like, I don't know, written promise for the future that I'll do a task for them. I don't know. There's got to be some deal that I can the, make. The, the, the problem that you have right now is that also you, you know, there's a chip shortage too at the same time. And then a lot of these high-end cards are minor cards and there is a lot, you know, of scarcity yeah. of these two. So it's hard to get and they're expensive for that reason. So if you wait a year or five, you can get that <laughs> card for cheaper, Frank, maybe probably not. <laughs> That's what I've been saying for the last five years <laughs> with my 1070. Uh, this is all hearsay, but I did hear a funny thing that uh, with a bit of the crackdown on Bitcoin in China, that some of these video cards are actually going for cheap on the street. So someone was joking that it might be actually worth flying to China and trying to get one of these video cards to bring home. But I hope that's anecdotal and I'm not going to think about that because that's a bad plan and I'm totally not going to do that. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Most likely not. Definitely not. I do not want to put the 1070 in this computer. I got to find some solution. I hope everyone will write in when they hear this episode and tell me what to buy. I'm not going to make any decision uh, this week, so everyone has time to write in. Please tell me what to do about my video card situation. And although I love the AMD and ATX, even though I'm building an Intel NVIDIA machine, I have to do NVIDIA. I'm sorry. It's a software issue. We as software developers have let the world down and NVIDIA is the only thing that can run the networks. I'm a big fan of the NVIDIA cards myself. Those are the only ones I've ever owned. I've always had Intel and NVIDIA cards, but I don't know. We'll see. When we'll revisit this topic whenever I decide to build a new computer, if I have to in a year or two years or five years or (laughs) who knows, next week, we'll revisit and see where we go and get a full breakdown of all that. I hear that... um, there's uh, people on the internet that probably have good lists of recommended configurations, but I don't know. I think half the fun is figuring it out yourself though. Yeah. Like, you know, handsome is like, Oh, just keep, just go to talk Damien. Like he has a list. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, I was like, it's, it's the fun part is spending about 18 hours figuring out what motherboard I want. Cause there's so many options and this component and that component putting in spreadsheets and like, you know, put into Calca then doing this and doing that. And you're like, that's the fun part about putting together. It's not the putting together the computer. That's not really fun. The fun part is figuring out what parts you want to put. And then when you get them all, and then when you do put them together and you're like, Oh, I ordered the wrong, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say the real joy is when you get like windows or some operating system to actually boot. Cause up till then it's just theoretically a computer. It's all here. Yeah. It's just a bunch of components from boxes. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I'm sure there are lists out there, but I I love shopping online, especially during the virus. So building a computer online is really fun. You get to read so many reviews. James, for this $3,000 video card, do you know which one thing the reviews mentioned most about it? That was expensive? No, that it's nice and quiet. Oh, that's good. 
if you're going to spend $3,000 for a video card, I guess it better be quiet. I just find it so funny what like people latch onto as the most important features of all these things. Uh, yeah, that's the best part is the building. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I actually meant and the physical building, too. So unlike you, I like that part, too. Oh, no, I enjoy it. I'm just saying. I was just joking. I was joking. Ah. All right. Well, so that's going to do it, I think. Building you never answered my question. I'm not oh. putting a 980. Vi- no, I'm just kidding. We we can end it. But <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not putting a 980 video card in this. and I'm not putting a 1070 video card in this. We need a solution. People send me your suggestions. Probably a 1070. That's my right. That's, I saw Stop I it. answered 1070. <laughs> Uh, let Frank know what he should do. What should he spend his hard earned dollars on? I think a 1070 he already has it and he could then go out and put that into a high yield savings account. And then, you know, 10 years from now, he could buy two 1070s. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, it's going to do it. Let us know if you're building a new computer anytime soon, or if you did drop us your list, I'd love to see people's builds. You got sweet photos. Hit us up on Twitter at Merge Conflict FM. We would love to see that or in our show notes on MergeConflict.fm or just really anywhere. That's where we'd like for you to go ahead and let us know. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.